Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We're back live with more of the Parkins Playoff Show with your host, Danny Parkins, live on the Odyssey app and 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. be tough. I mean, seven Super Bowl victories, ten Super Bowls. Uh, there's a reason that he's so far ahead of everybody else. Um, it's hard to do. Um, but I'll do my best to chase it. But uh, I got to start off with trying to win this one this week. So I just got to focus on uh, today and, and then tomorrow and until we get to Sunday and, and, and let's go out there and play our best ball then. That was Pat Mahomes this week on chasing Brady's titles. That feels impossible. But can you be considered better than him without having more rings than him? We see it in the Jordan-LeBron debate. There will never be a consensus there. Some people will just talk to the number of rings, but there are guys with more rings than Jordan. So I don't think you got to pass him, but you got to have a handful of them. Joining us now on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline, Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Good buddy of mine, my old co-host in Kansas City. He's still holding it down on 610 Sports Radio in the afternoons. He talks to Pat Mahomes every week. During the season, does great work covering the Chiefs. Carrington Harrison with us on the Parkins Playoff Show. Good morning, CDOT. Park Park, what's good? Isn't it crazy that you and I did a show for Game 7 of the World Series outside Kauffman Stadium? And now we're I'm on your show in Chicago talking about the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, man. It's been a crazy like seven, eight years in Kansas City. Yeah, it. Uh, you guys have had a really, really, really good run. And we've got the Bears. Um, so we'll talk, we can talk some game, some, some game stuff in a little bit, but you know, I love to think the big picture stuff. What, what happens if, if if the chiefs win, you giving them dynasty, what are you doing for Andy Reid? Big picture. What are you doing for Mahomes? Big picture. Like, what do you think's at stake in this game? I would consider the chiefs to be a dynasty. I just think the rules of dynasty are changing. Like a lot of people are going to say, well, you need three and four years. But you at least have to acknowledge that the NFL is different than it was in the 1970s when the Steelers did it or different in the 1980s when San Francisco or even when the Cowboys did it in the early 90s. Now with franchise tag, with salary cap, with player movement, I mean, Tyreek Hill wouldn't have changed teams five years ago, 15 years ago. So that's just a very different NFL. Five years in a row they've hosted the AFC Championship game. Three of the last four years they've been to the Super Bowl, and if they win today – that's winning two of the last four Super Bowls. I don't know what the argument would be that they're not a dynasty in this. I heard you're open before you brought me on here. I think it's going to be difficult for Mahomes to pass Brady, not just by the rings argument. Like, let's say 
in 15 years you make that argument. Anybody that's arguing Brady will then argue, A, he has more. And then, well, one of the losses that Mahomes has in the championship, Brady's team won 31-9. to Like, imagine if, imagine if Jordan and LeBron had played in the finals and Jordan's team had swept LeBron's team. Like, I just don't know if Mahomes is ever going to be able to have that argument over Brady. But he very easily can have the number two all time. Like, I would say right now Joe Montana has that argument that Brady passed Joe Montana to be the GOAT. I think Mahomes can get there. I think passing Brady at this point, like, he is running such a different race than everybody else's. I think that makes all the sense in the world. It's uh, the, the Brady thing has always kind of bothered me, though, because I'm such a big proponent of the eye test, and it's just, you know, we watch every game. And so it's like, well, if, if we can just go by numbers or we can just go by a trophy case – then why am I spending all of this time watching all of these games? And Brady is the best winner, but I do not think that he is the most talented player to ever play the position of quarterback. And I know some people then say, well, now you're, you're parsing things, but everyone defines GOAT and greatest a little bit differently. Greatest career, no question. Greatest trophy case, no question. Greatest quarterback, for me, that comes with talent, and yes, you need to win, right? You need to have, you need to win some of it, but as long as Mahomes has two plus MVPs, which he's got, and two plus rings, which he's going to get, whether it's today or sometime soon, I think you can be in the conversation for the best to ever do it. This is where I push back, I guess, regarding Brady, where you and I just got the front seat to it, and all of us listening got a front seat to it. I don't know if there's a quarterback that you've ever been more afraid of, but to me, defining what a great quarterback is, all right, you have the ball down four with a minute 50 to go in one timeout, and you have to take your quarterback or your team down the field to score. I don't think there's a quarterback in the league better at that than Tom Brady. So you're right. He's not nearly as flashy, doesn't do some of the things as Patrick Mahomes, but if you're telling me right now you had to win one game or you need a quarterback to engineer one drive, I don't know if you would take Patrick Mahomes over Tom Brady, and I think that's what makes Brady different. It's funny because we talked about this on my show a couple of weeks ago when Brady uh, retired. You know, Brady, it's going to be tough. Like, whenever you show Owen highlights of of athletes, it's going to be tough to go on YouTube and show him Brady and then, like, accurately watch highlights to show you why Brady was the best quarterback ever. It was one of those things that you just kind of had to be there for where I don't know if you had to be there for Barry Sanders to get how good he was or be there for Steph Curry to understand it. Brady's legacy is going to be a little bit different. But like I said, if you had one drive that you needed to get down the field to score, all of us would take Tom Brady, and that's part of what makes him the greatest player we've ever seen. Carrington Harrison is my guest on the Parkins Playoff Show. All right, let's talk Andy Reid then. I don't think many people realize this. He's fifth all-time in wins already. Only coaches with more wins. Don Shula, George Hallis, Bill Belichick, Tom Landry. Next up, Andy Reid. He's three wins away from Tom Landry, fourth all time. That's probably where it's going to stop, given that Belichick's in front of him and he's obviously still coaching. But who knows? What do we get to say about Andy Reid's legacy? What's the biggest superlative for him if he wins his second Super Bowl? The conversation to Andy Reid to me is, is, is he going to end up on Mount Rushmore by the time that he's done? I don't know if you end up on that with you only have one ring. The thing about Andy Reid to me that is maybe more 
impressive than even what you said is, I mean, we all watch the NFL. It's based in inconsistency. It's based on up and down. It's based on that you can go to the Super Bowl last year like the Rams and then miss the playoffs the next year. Like, that's why we love it, because we don't know what's going to happen going into the season. Andy Reid has been a head coach for 24 years. He has three losing seasons. Like, everybody has a stretch like Bill Belichick is having right now. Everybody goes through a Pete Carroll time. where You know what I mean? Like, everybody goes through that. The fact that he has been a head coach for 24 years and only had three losing seasons, like, you start the year with at least nine games with Andy Reid, and then we see what your ceiling is. To me, that's the most impressive, is that he has been so consistent through errors. He started coaching in the late 90s. Think about how football has changed from 2000 to 2023. Andy Reid teams have always been cutting edge when it comes to offense and knowing how to break down defenses. To me, that's his legacy, that he's the greatest offensive coach that we've ever seen. I think that's right. And it's also not just a compiler argument, man, because you're right. He's been doing it for forever. But I'm just looking at the list. I got it in front of me. He's won 64% of his games. Belichick has won 66. Hallis was 68. Shula was 67.7. So one, two, and three on the all-time list have a slightly better win percentage than him, but everyone else in like the top twenty has a lower win percentage than him. So it's it's not just like the guy compiled records and, and compiled wins. He's done it at such an incredible efficiency clip, uh, which your stat illustrates about the only three losing seasons. But it's pretty remarkable, and I think it's a huge advantage for him uh, and the Chiefs, obviously, in this game. But I just saw this, Carrington, like since you've been on the air. The, did you know that the Eagles hired Vic Fangio, signed him to a two-week contract? I think this just broke in the last 30 minutes. And he's been consulting with the Eagles for this game, and he'll get a Super Bowl ring if they win because of a two-week contract, and I guess he's helping them prepare with his institutional knowledge from when he was with the Broncos for going up against the Chiefs. I didn't even know that that was allowed, that you could hire someone for two weeks. Yeah, no, I actually had not seen this. So this is the first time I actually just read an article about Jalen Hurts injury right before I got on with you. No, I didn't know this about Vic Fangio. I would like to point out that Vic Fangio, as the head coach of the Broncos, never beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Like, I don't know why you would hire somebody who was a professional loser against the Kansas City Chiefs. But, I mean, good luck to the Eagles. I mean, it's, it's super smart to do this. I mean, in this game, the, the thing that you and I talked about earlier in the week, and I'm sure a lot of other people have noticed as well, for as great as I keep hearing Philadelphia's defenses, who have they stopped as evidence of their being a really good defense? The Lions were a top-10 offense this year. They scored 30 points against them. Dallas, when they got Dak Prescott healthy, they scored against them. Like, if somebody listening right now was, well, yeah, Philadelphia is a great defense. you got to show me what team they played against that would be worthy of you calling them a great defense because beating Daniel Jones three times this year just doesn't impress me in the least. It's kind of crazy, man, to play a 17-game regular season schedule and two playoff games have the number one defense, and then look at the schedule and be like, eh. Like, that's just because it's a huge body of work, but you're right. And when they played good offenses, they gave up a ton of points or good quarterbacks. I mean, Green Bay wasn't a good offense this year, but they gave up 33 to them. In one of the two games against Dallas, they gave up 40. They gave up 35 to the Lions. And then every team they played, not that good. I mean, Jacksonville ended up being a playoff team, but they played them all the way back in week four, and it's just Giants, Commanders, Vikings, Colts, 
Titans, Saints. Like it's just a, it's just a bunch of nothing. So do you think they are overrated or do you think that they're actually really good? I mean, I do think they're overrated. So we had an Eagles guest on my show on Friday, and one of his big reasons for picking the Eagles was that the Eagles only lost one game in which Jalen Hurts was a starting quarterback this year. Well, then I went over the playoff teams that they beat. They beat Minnesota on Monday night football, in which Kirk Cousins turns into a pumpkin every single Monday night. They beat Jacksonville in week four, when Jacksonville was one of the five worst teams in the league. They beat Dallas with Cooper Rush as their starting quarterback. And then they beat the New York Giants. Like, those were the playoff teams they beat over the course of the regular season. And then, obviously, the postseason, they beat the Giants again. That was the thing they were the best at. The Eagles were the best team in the league at beating the Giants this year. And then they beat San Francisco, in which their starting quarterback got hurt in the second series of the game. So, I I think Philadelphia is good. I don't want anyone to hear this and think that I don't think Philadelphia is a very good team. There was just a drastic difference this year between the AFC and the NFC. Look at the AFC playoffs. Look at the quarterbacks we saw. Look at the path that the NFC champion had to go through to get to the Super Bowl. So a big reason of why I'm taking Kansas City today is I've seen the Chiefs in every single environment imaginable over the last five years. I've seen them up. I've seen them down. I've seen them against the Rams when they were the best team in the league. I've seen them against Tom Brady in the AFC championship game. I've seen the Chiefs prevail in almost every single scenario over the last five years. Who have the Eagles been challenged by since Jalen Hurts has been the starting quarterback of their team? Like, none of us can think of that game, that drive, that moment in which we were all super impressed with the Eagles. And I think that experience is what's going to help Kansas City win this game today. I think it's a great way to illustrate it. The only pushback I'll give you is that it might just not matter if the Chiefs can't stop the run. And you tell me, and be as detailed as you want here, the, the Chiefs are a pretty good pass rush team, right? Good sacking the quarterback team. Second in the NFL behind this Philly team. Chris Jones, better pass rusher than run stopper, right? Uh, Frank Clark, better pass rusher than run stopper. Do they have the talent? Because they haven't really faced anybody who runs the ball like Philly. And I know that nobody runs the ball like Philly. But they played the Niners this year. It was McCaffrey's first game. Now, they blew him out, but the Niners were not uh, fully operational at that point because they had just acquired McCaffrey. Do you think the Chiefs have it in the front seven to keep the Eagles from rushing for five yards a carry? If you are picking the Eagles, you're picking the Eagles for two different reasons. Number one, you think they have more talent than the Chiefs, which I think you can define on paper. Like, they have seven guys in the last two years that have made a Pro Bowl on their defense, their offense, the best offensive line. Like, there's a lot of legitimate reasons to pick the Eagles in this game. The other reason is going to be because you don't think that the Chiefs can block them on either side. Like, you think that the Philly O-line is going to dominate, and then you think that the Philly defensive line is going to be able to take advantage of Patrick Mahomes. That is a worry that I have. A worry that I have is what Philadelphia does is something that the Chiefs just haven't seen before. Like If you combine Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders, they ran for almost 2,000 yards and 24 touchdowns this year. It's not just that Sanders can beat you. It's Sanders can beat you. It's Jalen Hurts can beat you. It's Kenneth Gainwell can hurt you. He can run for 40 yards in this game. So there's a bunch of different options. And then if they want to pass, they're passing it to a wide receiver who won the Heisman. They've got A.J. Brown, who's legitimate number one. It's like the Eagles are a very, very talented roster. I think this game is going to be really close on either side. I think these two teams are fairly even. I think Kansas City wins if they can find a way to neutralize the pass rush of Philadelphia. It's funny how we are almost in the exact same spot we were a couple of years ago when the Chiefs played 
the Buccaneers, and you think about after that Super Bowl and the complete overhaul of the offensive line, they overhauled their offensive line for this specific game. Everybody that the Chiefs brought in that offseason is playing in this Super Bowl against this defensive line that's the best in the National Football League. If they can handle that test, they'll win. If they don't, they'll lose. Do you think it's more like the Tampa Super Bowl or the Niners Super Bowl for the Chiefs in terms of the style of the fight we're going to see? I think it's probably a little bit closer to the Tampa Bay Super Bowl than the uh, San Francisco one. Uh, I just, Like I said, I, I, think that, I think that there are multiple defensive linemen that can take advantage of Kansas City. I don't think it's going to be nearly as bad like the Tampa Bay Super Bowl. I don't even know if the Chiefs feels in an NFL offensive line in that game. Mahomes was running for his life for most of the game. But I am worried about the two tackles for the Chiefs. I mean, first and second in offensive pressures given up by offensive linemen were both of the Chiefs' tackles, the left tackle and the right tackle. So I really like Hassan Reddick to get a sack today. He's going up against Andrew Wiley. I, I, think, I think the Eagles are going to be able to get pressure on Kansas City. How are they going to be able to adjust over the course of the game to minimize that? That's how Philadelphia wins this game, in my opinion, is their defensive line just dominates Kansas City up front. All right, what's, what's the spread? Not spread in the game, but like the spread at Casa de Carrington. What are we going with today? The, I mean, there's only three things you need for any Super Bowl party. You need pizza, you need wings, you need Rotel. As long as you got those three things, you're perfectly fine. Now, you can, you know, you can kind of remix it and do some other stuff off of whatever you're going to eat. But you know me. I'm a big wing person. I love a little Rotel. I'll take a little cookie on the side, you know, a little dessert, and then give me something to drink to wash it all down with. And then I'm locked in to watch Rihanna. You're worried about the football game. I ain't worried about that. I've seen a lot of football games. I haven't seen a lot of Rihanna concerts, so I'm very excited for today's activities. Good for you, man. Good for you. We, uh, we, we're doing it KC style, though. We, we had uh, the Jack Stack shipped here, dry ice. Oh. So, lamb ribs, burn ends, and cheesy corn. Every time we talk, you just show me how your life is just superior to my life. I don't, I don't get what happened. I don't get what path that I'm going down that you're like. I don't know why I went left and you went right here. You're going to eat substantially better than me. I live in Kansas City. I don't think I'm getting Jack stacked today. What am I doing with my life to be more like you? I don't know, man. I don't know. I showed you the, my ways. I gave you the playbook. You did give me the playbook. I saw it up close for years, and obviously I wasn't paying attention. I should have been <laughs> copying off your test. I should have been copying the answers from what you were doing. All right, well, do you, what do you think we're going to see from Rihanna? Like, uh, she bringing anyone out? What songs you got a prediction? You can gamble on this stuff, you know. So, outfit changes, what, what, are, we, what are we expecting? I feel very, very confident that Jay-Z is coming out so they can perform Umbrella. That just seems like the move to me. That's the first artist that he signed when he was the president of Def Jam. I just think this is one of those full circle moments for Jay-Z that he's performing at halftime with Rihanna. I actually did bet on Rihanna's first song. I bet on We Found Love. I bet that 10 to 1, like if you've heard the song and how it begins, I just think that's how a Super Bowl set begins, like a big stadium anthem. So I bet We Found Love 10 to 1. And I, and I also think jay Z's coming out. I think it's going to be a great show. That, all right. Two, two pieces of intel there from big Rihanna fan, Carrington Harrison. Did she ever uh, get back to you, by the way? I know you keep trying to shoot your shot. Do you ever? You ever no, connect? Danny, you know, I only love three women in this world. I love my mom. I love Olivia Benson from Law & Order SVU, and I love Rihanna. So today is a really big day. I get to see two of those three people. <laughs> we'll tell your mom hello. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Thanks for coming on. Talk soon.
I appreciate you, Danny. Thanks so much, man. All right, man. That's Carrington Harrison, 610 Sports Radio in Kansas City. He's the goods, and it's true. I mean, who knows? Maybe he's seeing Olivia Benson. Maybe it's uh, maybe he's not talking to his mom today. He's watching a Law & Order marathon ahead of the game. Chicago kid. He's worked for every gambling outfit that you can think of. He also used to be the executive producer of Carrington and I's show, uh, Ben Heisler. I had him send me his uh, bet sheet for today's game, and it was two full screenshots. I'm so proud of him. We're going to figure out a way to make us all some money on this Super Bowl next on The Score. We're back live with more of the Parkins Playoff Show with your host, Danny Parkins, live on the Odyssey app and 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Point that your brother's going to be playing on another team in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, it, it's an incredible moment for, for me and our family. Uh, but, um, you know, whoever wins this one's going to have the ultimate bragging rights. And, uh, you know, we're always rooting for each other. Uh, I always want him to do well. Uh, but, but I would sure love to get this one over his head and have at least something over top of Trev. It's a dream come true, man. And, you know, it's, uh, it's just cool for my family to be able to get to, you know, have this much fun enjoying this with everybody. And uh, I want to thank the fans and everybody out there for making it so much fun for me and my family because uh, it's, uh, it's, it's not going to be fun for one of us at the end of the day, but it's, it's definitely a fun ride right now. I don't know if you all have heard, but Jason Kelsey and Travis Kelsey, who you just heard there, they're brothers. They're playing in the Super Bowl. Unbelievable. Good job by Sean Sears on covering that previously unreported story. It is the Parkins playoff show here on 670 The Score. The gig is I talk football with you and my friends. Pretty easy. We've already had Andrew Filipponi on, my co-host on First and Pod, old college buddy. Just talked to my old co-host, Carrington Harrison. Joining me now, former ma- managing editor at BetSided, was our EP on 610 Sports Radio in Kansas City, lives in Kansas City, a Chicago guy. Ben Heisler with us on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline, Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Benny Ice, happy Super Bowl Sunday, my man. Happy Super Bowl Sunday, Danny. I so Travis Kelsey, Jason Kelsey brothers, this yeah. is this is wild. Like what I, I, and apparently, like, this happened after the Harbaugh's played each other. I, I, like, I didn't know this was a thing. I thought it could be, like, a one-and-done type situation. But here we are, history repeating itself again. It's gotten a smidge of coverage. I'm surprised you missed it. Um, so this is the Super Bowl, Heiss, and it's also, wait for it, the Super Bowl of gambling. Because you can bet on anything and everything. It's not my favorite gambling event of the year. That is still March Madness because, A, it makes college basketball tolerable. But, B, just the (laughs) the single elimination aspect of going from 64 down to 16 in four days is just so damn incredible. But this is my second favorite gambling event uh, of the year. Start anywhere on the board. I was First of all, I was so proud of you when I asked for your plays that you, it took two full screenshots worth uh, in list form <laughs> to send me all your bets. But, you know, try to correlate these bets, have them make sense. What, uh, what story are you telling with your bets for this game? So the story that I'm telling, I think, for the most part, and, and given the fact that there were two screenshot size worth amounts of bets, is you're still trying to, to get it from a couple different sides, right? Like, I, I kind of handicapped this game more so towards the Chiefs anywhere between one and a half and three. I, I have the Chiefs winning this game. So 
The, the big bet that I have is I have him plus one and a half, was able to get it with pretty much no juice earlier uh, in the process uh, at minus 104. Um, and, and right now you can still find them at minus one and a half at a couple of different books. They've moved down to, to one at a couple others as well. I don't necessarily anticipate this going to pick them by game time, but I do think you'll see a little bit more late movement from the public coming in on Kansas City. And frankly, even though I'm siding with the public, Danny, I'm, I'm okay with that because the evaluation that I have on these two teams is clearly two of the best at the end of the year, right? And even though the balance from Philadelphia is going to be more consistent and the pass rush coming in with a hobble Mahomes is certainly a concern, I still go back to the advantage at quarterback and the advantage at head coach and the consistency of Andy Reid now playing in his fourth Super Bowl and Mahomes playing in his third. There's something to be said for that and taking them as an underdog when that's actually been a very uh, solid statistical spot for Mahomes over the course of his career. Yeah, I mean, Mahomes as an underdog is something that uh, you're obviously going to be interested in betting on. Uh, I have been surprised at where the Travis Kelsey – numbers have sat uh, another future hall of famer in the game i see you have a, a number that's even lower in a parlay here at minus 130 but him over at 74 and a half if you wanted mm-hmm. an even money it's 79 and a half receiving yards i mean doesn't that feel easy what am i missing here about the kelsey receiving yardage over in this game so given his history with mahomes in the postseason right like it's crazy to think about given Mahomes' age, but they're now two touchdowns away from tying Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski for the most uh, touchdowns all time in the postseason. So given the fact that there's going to be a reliable connection there, even with a team that is going to be designed to try to stop him, it's hard for me to look at the Chiefs offense and think, how does he not see double-digit targets in this game? How do they not find consistent options to be able to get him the ball? I, I guess the only reason why I wouldn't be hammering the 79-and-a-half and why I didn't mind it as part of a, a parlay for this game is because I, I just think there's going to be so many consistent targets. I, I'd probably prefer his receptions as opposed to his receiving yards because with Kelsey, I, I just think they're going to blanket him try to make sure that he doesn't have anything major downfield, try to bracket some of that coverage and keep it to a six-yard game, maybe a, a first down here and there. Um, but he's going to see the ball a ton. And, yeah, they may be able to move Juju Smith-Schuster around in the slot to the outside. You have Marquez Valdez-Scantling on the outside as well. But he's the, the main uh, he's, he's the main guy in this offense. He's, he's the guy that makes everything else work and opens it up for the rest of the ride receiving core. So as the number continues to go up, it scares me a little bit given Philadelphia's uh, top three ranked DVOA pass defense. But I, I just think the volume is consistent enough for Kelsey, especially in the postseason where it's hard to go away from somebody like him. So I see a few of the long shots that you have here, Heiss, uh, for, for MVP. It's yeah. always fun to have an MVP bet uh, in the Super Bowl. I was thinking that this might be the classic game of if you want to bet either team, just bet their quarterback to win MVP. With Philly, I could see them winning and Jalen Hurts not winning MVP. I could see it with Philly. I don't think I could see it with the Chiefs because I think if they win, it's because the offense was good and it was high scoring and therefore Pat Mahomes is your MVP. 
So why not just bet Pat Mahomes at plus 130 to be MVP instead of Chiefs money line? You certainly can. I just think because you're getting the Chiefs at a good value as an underdog anyway, in the event that it's Travis Kelsey, or in my case, I, I have a little bit sprinkled on Jarek McKinnon at 80-1 to 1, um, for MVP because I think back to their last Super Bowl when Damian Williams probably deserved to an MVP and they use him in a very similar role and given Philadelphia's pass rush, that's the guy that they trust in pass protection. That's the guy that they trust in blocking schemes. And they trust him as a receiver much more than Isaiah Pacheco, who's a very good, very physical downhill runner. I, I just think it's minute enough to the point where plus 105 versus plus 130, you just give yourself a few more options at plus odds anyway. Then I'm not going to poo-poo the idea of taking Mahomes for MVP at plus 130. It certainly adds up. However, the fact that I like McKinnon here, or maybe Kelsey steals it away if he has a monster game, and Mahomes has already won the Super Bowl MVP. Again, remember, too, Danny, like there are storylines that get attached to it. It's not purely based off of the numbers. So that's the only reason I have a little bit of hesitation, but I, I don't think it's a bad idea one bet. Yeah, and, I mean, but it's not like the storyline is going to hurt Mahomes. <laughs> of course not, yeah. Coming back from injury, dealing with the ankle sprain, yeah, there's more than enough reason for him winning it, especially coming off of the heels of an MVP season. All right, well, so then let me throw you this. If you're talking about that Damian Williams performance in that Niners game. Yeah. Jarek McKinnon, his receiving yardage number is 23 and a half. I like doesn't, it. Doesn't that feel like I, an over then? It does, because that's the guy that they feel most comfortable with, especially in different wheel routes. They like dumping the ball off him in the backfield. They trust him, too, in the red zone. Um, I, I know that he's been a little bit quieter over his last few games. But at one point, he had scored about nine touchdowns over eight, nine games. Um, and that was with Pacheco really starting to come on uh, average about five, six yards per carry. But they trust McKinnon, like, unequivocally. And knowing what to expect from Philadelphia's pass rush, I, I just see him being on the field more, knowing that they're going to either be playing from behind, given how good Philadelphia is in the first half, or because of the fact that Mahomes can't move as well, then that's just another option for him to dump the ball off to. So I think the receiving numbers on McKinnon are very strong. Um, it's moved, I think, originally from 19.5 to 23.5. Again, fairly reasonable move uh, towards the Super Bowl, but I, I have no problem with that bet whatsoever. All right, what else do you think uh, we should bet on, we should know about, we should be thinking about this game? I mean, you talk about the style of the game. You think it's going to be over, under? What, do you, what, uh, what are you expecting? I think he'll be really close to that number. If it ends up going to 51 and a half, I'll probably take the under just because you're getting it past that magic number. Um, but I, I think a few others that I'm looking at in particular, I, I think Devontae Smith is in line for a really big game. And I, I want to shout out uh, Sharp Football Analysis for, for this bit of nugget. They went over Devontae Smith's numbers going up against single high safety coverage versus two high safety. And that's how the Chiefs play. And the numbers for Smith just go through the absolute moon um, in, in too high safety coverage where his, I think his minimum uh, for yardage in one of those games was at 78 on seven targets. Um, so he is in line right now. I, I got him at 61 and a half receiving yards. Maybe that number has now moved to either 62 or 63. It's just a good matchup for him. And I think the public is likely to be on A.J. Brown. Uh, either for a first touchdown, anytime touchdown, or also just for yardage. He's the number one guy. But 
Devontae Smith has had a terrific season, and it's probably the more opportunistic matchup. So I'm all over his receiving yards. I like him for our first touchdown today. If you want to take him an MVP, I saw him yesterday available at 30-1. to 1. If you want to take another big long shot on an MVP, uh, Kenneth Gainwell is still available at 200 to one. He's sort of the Jarek McKinnon of Philadelphia's backfield. Um, Miles Sanders is going to get some early work, but they love being able to use Gainwell as a pass catching back. He's got very good speed. They like him and trust him in the goal line spots along with Boston Scott. I think there's value there. And one other one that I really like too, especially given what Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid like to do, you can get it right now at plus 150 for Mahomes to throw a touchdown or more in each half of this game. So, yes, while I might be leaning under at 51 and a half, it's still a pretty high total for a Super Bowl. And there's also been a lot of history that indicates that when the number goes above 51 and a half, the under is more likely to hit over the course of these games. And these are two solid defenses as well. But Mahomes is going to throw plenty in this game. And even if he throws for a couple touchdowns, it's not as if it's going to force the over way above that number of 51 and a half. What are you eating today during the Super Bowl? I'm doing wings and not actually not even wings. I'm doing uh, air fried drumettes. So we're we're oh. skipping the wings all together, going with the drumettes. I found like this really good uh, Korean barbecue marinade that I'm going to toss them in. Put a little bit of uh, green onions and scallions on them. Got some good uh, uh, spice house seasonings from uh, the fine folks over in Chicago. So I'm going to go uh, drumettes for uh, for the game today. All right. Seems kind of healthy, to be honest with you. What? Because I, I don't have a deep fryer in my house. I have to settle for an air fryer. I, you're right. I'm going the healthier route on wings, Danny. There's only so much I can do. Just a little. Just, it's a little disappointing. That's all I'm saying. I mean, I, I, I don't have carrots and hummus out. Like, <laughs> what, are you, what are you expecting here? I'm just, I just, I'm just picturing like that. Your big splurge is going to be celery. That's 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 how <laughs> that's how I'm picturing this. It makes me no. The, very the cel- there is no celery in the house tonight. All right, good. Follow the man on Twitter at Benny Heiss. He's the goods. Thank you, sir. May all of your best bets hit today, Danny. Talk to you soon, man. Thank you, thank you. That is Ben Heisler, former managing editor over at BetSided. So it's time. Predictions. We're taking you up to You Better You Bets countdown to kickoff, it, which comes at you in a couple of uh, – is it at 10 o'clock or at 11 o'clock? Actually, I think it might be at 11. I think it's I think it's 10 o'clock. Yeah, I think it goes right up after the end of this show. So that's coming at you in 20 minutes. Final predictions, how the game's going to go, what bets correlate to it, get you ready for your Super Bowl. Parkins playoff show right here on The Score. We're back live with more of the Parkins Playoff Show with your host, Danny Parkins, live on the Odyssey app and 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. I feel like I, I live and coach in the, the greatest uh, sports town in, the, in America. Um, it means so much to everybody there. That's what you want, right? When you're a little kid playing in a peewee football game, you're like, Wait, where is everybody? I want them to see us. I want, to see, I want them to see everything that we have to offer them, right? That's what you want. You know, you want your fans to love it. You want your fans to be there. You want them to be wearing green on Friday. You want them to be wearing green on Saturday. You want them to be throwing snowballs at Santa Claus. You want that because that's what we want. We want to be able to put our, 
you know, our talents on display. And we're able to do that in the greatest sports town in America. I was able to go to a couple of Phillies games. I didn't get to go to the World Series, but a couple playoff games. And I just love the fact that my kids are growing up in such a great sports town where football means so much, because football means so much to me. It's Nick Sirianni, coach of the Eagles. Guy's done a great job. Hyper-aggressive. So will there be a fourth down conversion? Will there be a two-point attempt? Those are some bets that I like uh, in this game. We know the Eagles love to do the uh, you know jumbo package where they put in two guys behind Jalen Hurts and just push him forward in short yardage behind that incredible offensive line. So definitely think there will be a two-point conversion uh, in this game. And it's going to be fun. It's a true toss-up Super Bowl. I think the conventional wisdom is that Philly's going to win because they dominate the line on both sides of the ball. And so if you wanted to take like a first-half Philly play in this because the running game you expect to travel and it'll go according to script early, I don't hate it. But over four quarters, at some point, you're going to have to figure out how to stop Pat Mahomes. And so if you wanted to do Eagles early, Chiefs late as a formula for the game, that's fine. But I'm just going Mahomes MVP, some Chiefs money line, I liked the Jarek McKinnon over receiving yards uh, idea from Heisler off the Damian Williams bet. I think that the Devontae Smith play is an interesting one if you want something there for yards. Because I think that Hurts passing has been deflated because of how low the numbers have been in the postseason and that they haven't really needed him to pass. But if I if my suspicions are correct that the Eagles defense is good but not great, because they haven't truly been tested this year, then if I think the game's going over, and I think this game is played into the 50s or maybe even low 60s in terms of the total, so I do like the over in the game. I got it at 49.5, 50.5 right now. Uh, probably will be a little higher by game time. But if I think the game's going to be high scoring because I think that the Eagles haven't played a passing offense anything near like the Chiefs, and I've said it all week, but when they played good offenses uh, or even just good quarterbacks, they gave up a ton of points. Gave up 40 in a game to Dallas. The game they beat Dallas, Cooper Rush was starting. Gave up 35 to Jared Goff and the Lions. Gave up um, 33 to the Packers, and Jordan Love got in that game. And then the rest of their games are against bad quarterbacks or bad teams. You're like, well, Danny, they played Jacksonville. Okay, in week four. They played Minnesota. Minnesota was terrible. Now, that was a pretty incredible game. That game was in Philly. That game was on Monday night. Darius Slay absolutely destroyed Justin Jefferson. Like That was probably the most impressed I've been with Philly this year when they held Minnesota to seven points on Monday night football and Justin Jefferson was basically a goose egg in the game. But that was when we thought Minnesota was pretty good because they had beaten Green Bay in week one. It was only week four. They were 3-0. and And then... They end up winning 13 games and had a lower DVOA. They were the 27th-ranked DVOA team in the NFL. So that Minnesota win, while very impressive at the time, just didn't really age very well. So I think that they'll be able to run on the Chiefs, but the Chiefs are going to be able to pass on the Eagles. And so my bets are going to do that. And I will tell you, my bets have a tendency to correlate. In the Super Bowl, I either hit home runs or strike out. I'm like Adam Dunn. I am a, 
I'm really a two-outcome player. I'm not even a three-outcome player. There are no walks because I don't hedge. So I will tell a story of what I think is going to happen in the game, make my bets accordingly, and I will either go down with the ship or I will absolutely hit a three- or four-run home run. That's, so much so that in that Super Bowl against it, the Bucks, I think I went 0 for 13 on bets. Yikes. That was, that was unusual. That's the more fun way to do it, though, man. I don't want to, like, I want to try and, like, hit a bunch of them. I don't want to just get a couple here and there, you know? Yeah, I mean, this is, it's last day to bet football for a while. Right, right. You got to enjoy it, right? Yeah. I'm not going as big as Charles Barkley, though, Sean. Let's, uh, it makes me feel good on the side of the the game that he's on, because I don't consider Mr. Barkley to be the sharpest of betters. But uh, here's how Barkley's handling the game. You know, me and 12 of my friends go to Vegas every year for the Super Bowl. There's a good chance I'm going to be pulling an all-nighter. Saturday into Sunday or Sunday into Monday? Sunday into Monday because we're playing golf Saturday and Sunday. The Super Bowl starts around 3 o'clock, 3.30 Pacific time. So by the time the game ends, I'll probably gamble all night Sunday and go straight to the airport. How much will you put? down on the game itself probably a hundred thousand small world i probably bet a hundred grand on the game yep. go eagles <laughs> e-a-g-l-e-s eagles that is charles barkley ernie johnson on chuck's podcast sean chuck has a podcast yeah, they do. It's him and Ernie. They do it. It's all through TNT, I think, but it's like on Bleacher Report app itself. But uh, yeah. okay, yeah, gambling, basketball. They talk about Chuck being bad at golf. So, I <laughs> uh, I love it. I love it. I mean, it doesn't surprise me that he has a podcast. It surprises me a little bit that I don't know that he has a podcast. But there are millions and millions of podcasts, and I frankly just can't keep track of them all. But that sounds like a great day. Golf in the morning, Super Bowl, gamble all night, head to the red, the the airport for the red eye or the early morning, Monday morning flight, first class all the way. Good for Chuck, man. But here's the thing. He could win a hundred grand on the Eagles in the Super Bowl and come out a loser if he hits those blackjack tables and starts playing five, ten grand a hand. Speaking from experience, Danny. <laughs> I mean, not at those stakes, but you know, hundred grand on the Super Bowl is one thing. All night of gambling, that when you've got Chuck's credit, that he 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 could easily win that Super Bowl bet and be down That's on true. the day. Yeah. yeah, those blackjack hands, man, they come <laughs> fast. That's the thing. Those those dealers, it is about number of hands per hour, and they see someone like Barkley sit down at the table. They get it going fast. Oh, yeah. I'm sure those drinks come in as quickly as those hands, huh? Absolutely. Uh, Andy Reid is 28-4 and four with an extra week to prepare. Whether it's a bye week in the playoffs, a bye week in the regular season, 28-4. and four. To me, that's the edge. It's quarterback. It's coach. It's health. It's the Eagles not being challenged like the Chiefs have been challenged. Chiefs will give up first downs. They'll give up plays on the ground. It'll be death by a thousand cuts. But if they can just hold them to a few field goal attempts in the red zone, I think Mahomes can pass them up and down the field. Juju Smith-Schuster good to go. Tony good to go. Valdez-Scantling good to go. Chiefs are going to be in good shape on that spot. 
I like the Miles Sanders to lead the game in rushing. Man, I got a lot of bets already. And now I've got seven hours until kickoff. Just got to be disciplined on the old Bet Rivers app. Bet responsibly, have fun, enjoy the game, enjoy your food. If you're with family and friends, I'm sorry. I am too today, but it's sometimes nice to just watch in solitude. Thank you to Sean Sears, the executive producer of the Parkins Playoff Show. He's done a fantastic job throughout these NFL postseasons. Thank you to Carrington Harrison, Ben Heisler, and Andrew Filipponi. Please subscribe, rate, review. Check us out first in pod. Pony and I do an NFL podcast twice a week in season, once a week out of season. It's a blast. You should check it out. You Better You Bet's Countdown to Kickoff is coming up next. I'll talk to you tomorrow at 2 on the Parkinson Spiegel Show. This is the score. What is that? The future of radio, you jabronis. Jabronis. Cool word. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.